Section six of Poems on Various Subjects. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Elizabeth Clett. Poems on Various Subjects, Religious and Moral, by Phyllis Wheatley. To S. M., a young African painter, on seeing his works. To show the laboring bosom's deep intent, and thought in living characters to paint, when first thy pencil did those beauties give, and breathing figures learnt from thee to live, how did those prospects give my soul delight, a new creation rushing on my sight? Still, wondrous youth, each noble path pursue, on deathless glories fix thine ardent view. Still may the painter's and the poet's fire To aid thy pencil and thy verse conspire. And may the charms of each seraphic theme Conduct thy footsteps to immortal fame. High to the blissful wonders of the skies Elate thy soul, and raise thy wishful eyes. Thrice happy, when exalted to survey That splendid city crowned with endless day, whose twice six gates on radiant hinges ring, celestial Salem blooms in endless spring. Calm and serene thy moments glide along, and may the muse inspire each future song. Still with the sweets of contemplation blest, may peace with balmy wings your soul invest. But when these shades of time are chased away, and darkness ends in everlasting day, on what seraphic pinions shall we move, And view the landscapes in the realms above? There shall thy tongue in heavenly murmurs flow, And there my muse with heavenly transport glow. No more to tell of Damon's tender sighs, Or rising radiance of Aurora's eyes, For nobler themes demand a nobler strain, And pure language on the ethereal plain. Cease, gentle muse, the solemn gloom of night now seals the fair creation from my sight. To his honour the lieutenant-governor, on the death of his lady, March twenty-fourth, 1773. All-conquering death! By thy resistless power, hope's towering plumage falls to rise no more. Of scenes terrestrial how the glories fly, Forget their splendours, and submit to die. Who e'er escaped thee, but the saint of old, Beyond the flood in sacred annals told? And the great sage, whom fiery coursers drew To heaven's bright portals from Alicia's view. Wondering he gazed at the refulgent car, Then snatched the mantle floating in the air. From death these only could exemption boast, And without dying gained the mortal coast. Not falling millions sate the tyrant's mind, Nor can the victor's progress be confined. But cease thy strife with death, fond nature, cease! He leads the virtuous to the realms of peace. His to conduct to the immortal plains, Where heaven supreme in bliss and glory reigns. There sits, illustrious sir, thy beauteous spouse, A gem-blazed circle beaming on her brows, Hailed with acclaim among the heavenly choirs, 
her soul new kindling with seraphic fires. Two notes divine she tunes the vocal strings, while heaven's high concave with the music rings. Virtue's rewards can mortal pencil paint? No, all descriptive arts and eloquence are faint. Nor canst thou, Oliver, assent refuse to heavenly tidings from the Afric muse. As soon may change thy laws eternal fate, as the saints miss the glories I relate, or her benevolence forgotten lie, which wiped the trickling tear from misery's eye, when e'er the adverse winds were known to blow, when loss to loss ensued and woe to woe, calm and serene beneath her father's hand she sat resigned to the divine command. No longer then, great sir, her death deplore, and let us hear the mournful sign no more. Restrain the sorrow streaming from thine eye, be all thy future moments crowned with joy. Nor let thy wishes be to earth confined, but soaring high pursue the unbodied mind. Forgive the muse, forgive the adventurous lays, that fain thy soul to heavenly scenes would raise. A Farewell to America to Mrs. S. W. Adieu, New England's smiling meads, adieu, the flowery plain. I leave thine opening charms, O spring, and tempt the roaring main. In vain for me the flowerets rise, and boast their gaudy pride, while here beneath the northern skies I mourn for health denied. Celestial maid of rosy hue, O let me feel thy reign, I languish till thy face I view, thy vanished joys regain. Susanna mourns, nor can I bear to see the crystal shower, or mark the tender falling tear at sad departure's hour. Not unregarding can I see her soul with grief oppressed, but let no sighs, no groans for me steal from her pensive breast. In vain the feathered warblers sing, in vain the garden blooms, and on the bosom of the spring breathes out her sweet perfumes. While for Britannia's distant shore we sweep the liquid plain, and with astonished eyes explore the wide extended main. Lo, health appears, celestial dame, complacent and serene, with Hebe's mantle o'er her frame, with soul-delighting mien. To mark the vale where London lies with misty vapours crowned, which cloud Aurora's thousand dyes, and veil her charms around. Why, Phoebus, moves thy car so slow, so slow thy rising ray? Give us the famous town to view, thou glorious king of day. For thee, Britannia, I resign New England's smiling fields, to view again her charms divine, what joy the prospect yields. But thou, temptation, hence away, with all thy fatal train, nor once seduce my soul away by thine enchanting strain. Thrice happy they, whose heavenly shield secures their souls from harms, and fell temptation on the field of all its power disarms. Boston, May 7, 1773 Erebus by I. B. 1. A bird delicious to the taste, on which an army once did feast, sent by an hand unseen, a creature of the horned race, which Britain's royal standards grace, a gem of vivid green.
too. A town of gaiety and sport, Where bows and beauteous nymphs resort, And gallantry doth reign. A Darden hero famed of old, For youth and beauty as were told, And by a monarch slain. 3. A peer of popular applause, Who doth our violated laws And grievances proclaim, the initials show a vanquished town that adds fresh glory and renown to old Britannia's fame. An Answer to the Rebus by the author of these poems The poet asks, and Phyllis can't refuse, to show the obedience of the infant muse. She knows the quail of most inviting taste, fed Israel's army in the dreary waste, and what's on Britain's royal standard born but the tall, graceful, rampant unicorn? The emerald with a vivid verdure glows among the gems with regal crowns compose. Boston's a town polite and debonair, to which the bows and beauteous nymphs repair. Each Helen strikes the mind with sweet surprise, while living lightning flashes from her eyes. See, young Euphorbus of the Darden line, by Manelaus' hand to death resign. The well-known peer of popular applause is C. M. zealous to support our laws. Quebec now vanquished must obey, she too much annual tribute pay to Britain of immortal fame, and add new glory to her name. End of section 6 End of poems on various subjects, religious and moral by Phyllis Wheatley. Read for LibriVox.org in October 2011 by Elizabeth Clatt.